Howdy, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Fab Five campaign here on the Random Rhapsody Network. I'm Matthew R. Dawson, your friendly neighborhood host and GM, and here on the network, joining me at the virtual table are Alyssa, Joe, Coins, and Kyle. Say hi, everybody. Yo! Yo! Uh, Jeremy, unfortunately, is not with us this evening, but we hope he's having fun on vacation. Now, before we begin, um, I'm happy to announce that for Halloween this year, Random Rhapsody will be running its very first one-shot, which it will be run by our own Alyssa Egan here with the Fab Five. Bree and John will be playing from the Debauchery Circus alongside coins from the Fab Five, and me as well. I'm looking forward to playing a character, and so... This is going to be, be fun, actually, being a character alongside some of my players. The stream will be airing on Monday, October 25th, and it will be up on YouTube Halloween night. So be sure to subscribe to and follow both channels. Okay then, so join us now as we dive into the world of Laropa and continue on with the adventures of the Fab Five. Okay, we're back. So when we last left off, the Fab Five were traveling across the mountains on their way to the town of Bradfordshire. During their climb, the group encountered mountain sturges, frost giants, winter wolves, and even a mysterious sniper who seemed to resent the party's presence on the mountain. Our heroes were undeterred by these constant series of threats, and the five pressed on across the dangerous slopes, heading north. Eventually, the party received uh, what appeared to be an answer to their request for parlay, mainly directed at blood for, from a stone. The tabaxi went out alone into the snowstorm, where he eventually met an orcus ranger, who was apparently living a life of seclusion up on the mountain. The pair bandied words back and forth, and Blood seemed to be given permission to pass. He also received an interesting proposition, a test of skill in the form of a rock, and a promised reward in exchange for feathers. Once reunited with the party, the others seemed less enthusiastic about the sniper's offer, and they all instead decided to press on to Bradfordshire. The group spent another long day traveling through the snow, each getting more and more exhausted as the day went on. I believe both Eloise and Liam have a point of exhaustion right now. Anyway, 
As the afternoon wore on, the group spotted a large winged creature flying high above them. Believing it to be the rock, Blood lost no time in grabbing up his bow and taking an aimed shot at the giant bird. His aim was true, with another two shots from Liam following closely behind it. The first arrow pierced the giant eagle directly in the heart, and it immediately the creature poofed into a Goliath in green robes. The second and third hit the Goliath as he fell downward towards the snow, and the group immediately began panicking, seeing this Goliath. But just as he was about to hit the ground, he managed to wild shape into a bluebird just in the nick of time. Eloise was no doubt both delighted and horrified to see that the Goliath was none other than Vulcan, the druid who had taken her in as a child, who was ri currently riddled with arrows that had come from her friends. Eloise quickly pulled the projectiles out from his wide frame and cast some healing magic on her adopted father, aided by another spell of his own. The rest of the party could only sheepishly look on as the Goliath and Dragonborn shared an embrace in the snow, father and daughter reconnecting once again. And so, Fab Five, you're all still standing on this mountainside, watching as the two druids share their embraced greeting. You're on the mountain, um, closer to the northern slope than the southern, and the snow all around you is trampled and compacted a bit from the events that ended last session. The sky is still somewhat dark and overcast, but you can tell that you've still got about an hour or so left until evening. As the two druids release each other from their embrace, a question comes to each of your minds. And that question is, what does your character think is the true meaning of life? And, Eloise, since you're the one who rolled, why don't you go first? I don't think there is a meaning. I think life is just meant to be lived. Whether it's messy, or exciting, or scary, or sad, or happy... I don't think, I don't think there's a set meaning to it. And I don't think there, there needs to be. Okay. I like it. Going around uh, in the circle, we come up next to Blood from a Stone. So what do you think? I'm a similar agreement. I don't really have a philosophy of the spice of life, so to speak. I think just... Trying to find your niche in this world and sticking with it is really the only thing any of us can do. Uh, sometimes shit gets thrown sideways, such as my life, but uh, for the most part, I think just waking up every day and taking that next step is really all you can do in this world. I like it. Apollyon, how about you? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd have to say the meaning of life is unbridled freedom to be able to do whatever you want and for nobody to be able to shackle you down. Yeah, that sounds about right. How about you, Liam? 
Life's just a series of moments. You try and have as many pleasant moments as you can. And then you kill someone along the way or you die, whichever comes first. Life's just a series of moments. If you don't stop to take a, a moment to look around, you might miss it. Bow, bow. Oh my god. I like it. I have Ferris. So, with these uh, thoughts still kind of lingering on in all of your minds, um, there you see Vulcan standing in front of you, Eloise. What are you wanting to do? I just want to hug him so hard! And he, I mean, he is quite a bit bigger than she is. Um, I'm sure most of you have seen uh, uh, Goliath before, at least once in your life. Maybe not Vale, but the rest of you have definitely seen a, a Goliath before, and he's huge. Nearly seven feet tall. Um, he towers over little Eloise, who just has her arms wrapped around his waist, clutching onto his you know, head buried in his chest, and he's got his arms wrapped around her as well, just kind of bent over one hand maybe patting her on the head a little bit um, in a very fatherly sort of way. Chin is on the chest so I can look up at him. Mm -hmm. And um, in in <laughs> giant, um, I'm going to say, I feel so much has happened. And uh, he kind of pats, <laughs> pats your head, Eloise, and, oh, Dragonborn, I've been looking all over for you. Keep saying dragonborn, dragonfly. That's what he's supposed to be saying. Uh, dragonfly, I've been looking all over for you. Got lots to talk to you so too. So many birds. You know, I got one about a week ago, give or take. And that's when I went to down and saw the grove. Fayweave Hollow just everybody gone. Zombies piled up. Place green dragon. It was a green dragon, and it was experimenting on everyone. That was, a, that was a dragon in there. Where the heck did that get in there? Couldn't have been that long that I've been. He's kind of thinking back a little bit and stroking his completely bald face. <laughs> Goliaths are very big. They're just shy of being large creatures. Honestly, I think they should be large creatures personally. If a halfling can be small, why can't a goliath be large? But that's like another... A, they uh, got large creature carrying strength. I mean, Yeah, they something. do. They essentially I mean, are, so... Technically, this is your world, Matt. The I goliath know. can be whatever size you want him to be. It's, it's <laughs> true, and I, I personally think they're right on that edge of just being technically a large creature. But he towers down, and his skin is completely gray. He has hot face tattoos across his face. Um, mostly lines going down, somewhat pointed a little bit, but uh, Liam, they do look familiar to you. You've seen Goliaths that have similar tattoos, or at least one Goliath that's had a similar tattoo. His was different oh, and broken up a bit. Uh, scar scars and that sort of thing, but you do see a resemblance there. Alright, but keeping my mouth shut. He's wearing green robes. 
over tan um, shirt and uh, pants. He has no armor on whatsoever, just these robes, um, which are stained very much um, along the the hems of his uh, pants and along the edge of the of the robe itself. It almost as if some dude just walks out in the woods constantly with this and doesn't pay attention to what what's uh, what's on it, which is exactly what he does. Now he kind of is looking around at the rest of you, um, still hugging you, Eloise. Your friends, uh... I, well, I don't know if they're friends. Uh, traveling companions, I suppose. They, uh... Oh, they shoot fuss types, I'm getting. And he kind of kicks the arrow on the ground that is between oh, the two of you. It fell out of him? Uh, she had pulled, oh, it, she out. Had pulled it out. I was going to say, I, was gonna say, I, 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 yeah, took, I, them I took them out and, out and I healed him with my puny, 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 puny. for healing. Blood will walk up, he'll pick up his arrow, he goes, thank you, this one is mine. He'll offer his hand. He goes, "How you doing? I am Blood from Stone." Uh, yeah, I shot you because we were warned of a big fucking bird in the area, and then I saw you, and I thought you were it. So I apologize for that. The Goliath kind of just cocks his eye at you a little bit and gives you a really obvious up and down look. He says. Ain't nothing of a kid. Suppose I just let bygones be bygones. I'm I'll alive. Let I'm alive. I'll let you shoot me once in the ass with the same arrow if it makes you feel better. Oh, I, I think I'll be just fine. Arrows really aren't my thing. Rather not hurt people if I don't have to. No, was it? Well, it ends well. I'm. Look at me, I'm healed up. Got some interesting scars now. Not so big deal. He kind of pats your head again, Eloise. I can't believe you fought a dragon. I ain't never seen that. It killed me a little bit. It killed you a little bit? A little bit. Gotta be kidding. And then... Mm -mm. He kind of looks up to Blood for confirmation, looks to Liam, and then his eyes settle on Apollyon, and he j What the hell is that thing?! And he uh, instantly, a big ball of fire is in his hand, and he's just pulling Eloise back, like, behind him. Like, I put on his arm. Wait, is it, is it, wait, 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 that's Polly. He, he put on a, he put on a curse thing. It's a curse. He's a good, he's a good guy. Uh, right as this is happening, I'm gonna like wink and like spit off to the side and be like, "Hey, how you doing, Daddy?" I, but then it's gonna sound like. I completely forgot he looked like that. I guess I'm just used to it now. He's different, I promise. And like, you just see this absolute massive look of confusion on this on this Goliath's face. His eyes are wide. His mouth is kind of hanging open a little bit and. He just kind of looks back between Apollyon and Eloise and you, Blood, and Liam, and back to Apollyon, and... Uh, I... Dragonborn, we need to... We need to have a little talk. Uh, Dragonfly, we need... God, 
You're a dragonborn called Dragonfly. God fucking damn, why is that so hard for me? Dragonfly? What's that? Did Vale take the minor illusion cantrip? By chance? Um, that's a good he could, question. He could show him what Polyan's supposed to look like. You know, at this point, um, he did not. Um, okay. At that point, that's about when when uh, Vulcan sets his eyes on Vale, who I'll remind you was in his zombie throne. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, being being held aloft by about a dozen zombies, and there's a skeleton standing there at attention, wait, kind of kind of like a servant. And there's Vale just kind of sitting there smiling, and the Goliath looks at that, looks at Apollyon, and just kind of looks down at I, you, Eloise. Things are weird, sir. Dragonfly, what have you gotten yourself into, girl? Oh much. So much. Oh. If only Blood knew about that letter that Liam wrote to her, because he'd be like, "Dude, the human loves her," but he doesn't know. He doesn't that. know that. <laughs> he'd be like, "Her life is really fucked up." <laughs> Sit down and tell me about the dragonfly. When you told me to go, so I left and I walked 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 and I met lots and lots of animals and they were all super nice. And then I walked and walked and walked and walked. It's just lots of walking for a really, really long time. And then I met these orcs, but they were looking for people. And I wasn't really sure, but I thought, you know what, maybe I should help someone, someone out because, you know... Do a good deed. So I did. I tried to help them find, and then these guys came. But then all of them started fighting each other, and I didn't really know what to do. But then the orcs were, like, trying to kill them, and I thought, that's not very nice. So maybe I should stop them from at least killing each other, and then we can maybe talk it out and figure out what's up. But then the orcs ended up dead. Um, but then these guys explained that, that the orcs were not good people. Um... And they offered to help me find um, the closest town. And so then we we went that and we traveled to the town together. And then... I don't remember. Oh, oh, then we got hired to... Because the, um, the conclave there, they wanted to, to go check out the Feyweave Hollow too. And I figured, hey, if we're going in the same direction, let's travel together. So we did. But then, when we got there, there was, like, all this, like, infection something, and, but, then you find out, it was the green dragon, the dra green dragon had been experimenting, not just on the druids, but on the bees, and on the, um, the dryads that were nearby, and just everything, and so, we tried, we, we had to kill the dragon, um, and we couldn't rescue anyone because they were already dead and, and zombified and it was really really bad and then we went back to the town and we got chased by people and i'm not really sure who we were getting chased by but these guys i think know them but we got chased by people and then and an army there was an army on its way there's and an army too there's an army i didn't where's the army from guys 
Uh, Everyone's just kind of looking around at you guys now. They, they aren't really. the dream. Yeah, they don't really have a place of origin, so to speak. So far, I'm so worried about old Grovey Bear. They they kind of focalize themselves. They're kind of in the Federation, and for the most part. But they aren't anyway, from. They follow this dream witness person. I don't know. But this dream witness person is trying to, to collect the these dream roots, I guess. And we found one, but the Conclave has it now, I think. And um, then we went back, and then the Conclave sent us for another job. Oh, and I found this staff in in the dragon's cave, and, and I hope it's okay that I have it. I don't know who it belonged to, because the dragon had taken it from whoever they killed. So, um, when you lift up the staff and you hold it out, Vulcan picks it up and he looks it over for a good solid minute. Really thoughtful. And, like, you... you you, you, you're used to him not talking a lot and just letting you ramble ramble on and on and he, he's <laughs> yeah. just that fatherly oh okay yeah absolutely and just very listening listening attentively but but letting you talk he, he 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 you've never really seen him contemplative like this as he's looking at it and he says thoughtfully ah this is sherry's staff she was the well, she was the arch druid there at Feyweave Hollow. She, he kind of hands it back to you, and he says, "This is a very powerful thing, Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. Dragonfly." <laughs> and you're, you're gonna fuck that up all. The I'm, time. I'm going to, and it bugs me that I'm doing it because <laughs> I know in my head what it's supposed to be, and just my my mouth says the wrong thing each time. But um. I guess it. I guess, I, guess I, I suppose it was. I suppose it's true then. That Shari is is dead. I tried to find everyone that I could that was still, you know, in the pieces that I could find, and I and I tried to to put them all together so that they weren't alone. Oh, so that was you who put him in the house. I did see that. Wasn't sure if that's just how they died or not, but. I couldn't recognize anybody. They were no, so I know far they gone. Were all, and yeah. All the root. I had never seen plants being used to support a zombie. And he kind of looks back at Vale and, and his zombies. And glad to see those are at least the, the normal variety. Y'all are weird. Y'all are yeah. weird. Uh-huh. And Vale just kind of smiles and does his cocky. Yeah. Oh, but his owl is really, really nice. Jareth, come say hi. Oh, and Jareth definitely just goes flying direct directly towards you. It, it, Jareth likes you a lot more than Vale. And she flies he flies down and lands on your shoulder and kind of ruffles into you a little bit. And, this is Jareth. And the, the Goliath immediately just starts doing the, the whole animal lover thing. You, you know what a druid's going to do. And for the next ten minutes, the two of them are just playing with the owl and have f completely forgotten the fact that they were talking about such life-altering things a half a second ago. 
I know, right? Isn't he so great? And he's super smart. And and he can he can he he's like super helpful because when people are trying when 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 we're we're trying to keep an eye out, he's like he helps us keep an eye out for stuff. And he can he he's he's even people to try and help us. He's just like the sweetest little guy ever, and he's just so smart and so brave. And Vulcan is just cooing and playing out. <laughs> it's so great, but dragon flop. Dragonfly, I absolutely love this thing. It's just, and he's, yeah, it's it's adorable, and everyone else is getting a little bit of a cavity from the sweetness <laughs> that these two are gushing out. Um, and the sun is starting to to set at this point. It is getting a little bit dark, and Vale kind of walk has his throne walk over and says, "Well, I suppose we're just going to be settling here for the night, huh? Fine." And he starts. He starts uh, erecting the dome. Is is Ather gonna be able to fit in the dome? And you just yeah. see the annoyed look uh, on on Vale's face as the zombies begin to pile into the portable hole. They to. smell will bad be. when they get warm, Vale. It's fine. It's fine. Smells yeah, but out there it's cold and it's not as bad. No, but they smell about like Apollyon looks. <laughs> don't don't, they, live, don't they live in the hole at night anyways? Yeah, they do. Because that's where you have to, that's where you, you cast your spell on them. Mm. Yeah, and he will do that. He does make his, uh, the tiny hut and creates his dome, and you all kind of shuffle in. Did you say you resemble that, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> and the dome comes up, and Vulcan is ca oddly impressed and confused, and he, he, he just begins asking you questions, Eloise. Uh, Mostly just about how you've been, what adventures you've had. It's it's more of a that that friendly, fatherly, um, what's been going on in, in your life type of thing. You know what well, I mean? Well, the Conqueror sent us on another mission, and this time we went and we tried to infiltrate the dream wi a, a dream witness operation thingy, and it was a ball. I went to a ball, and then I open up my bag and I show him the the the. Ball gown I got, and I'm like, look, it's secret pants. Oh, and he's impressed as hell, and he absolutely loves it. Um, he, he's just gushing over that, and he, he's very interested in your adventures. And yep. And then I tell him how how uh, Blood went down to the basement and found all of the the prisoners, and then how me and Liam pretended to. I don't know what be fancy people and um and then we went upstairs with the guy cuz I charmed him so that he wouldn't he wouldn't try to attack us and then we went upstairs with him and but then but then um his his wife she I don't, she was a lion but he was married to a lion yeah and 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 she put a curse on Liam, so now now he's he's 
he doesn't feel so good and I can't fix him. And so but that's why we're going to Bradfordshire to try and 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 fix that. And so Only obviously it wasn't the Lamia, it was the, it was the punches from those gargantuan clay monster thing and I'll uh, pull down my uh, bandages and show them how like purple and bruised my ribs are. Oh, and typical. Okay, but no matter what I do, I can't make those bruises go away. And you, you realize where Eloise gets this as the Goliath reaches out and just pokes you right in the bruise. <laughs> if he weren't important to her, I would strike back. But all right, yeah, <laughs> I recoil. That's not nice. Uh, just, just a minute there. Uh, what'd you say your name was again? Liam. Okay, um, Liam. You just let, let, let me, let me, and he, he kind of like pulls you towards him, and he begins like prodding you with his fingers and just feeling the along the ribs, and it, it, it's not comfortable. It hurts a little bit, not enough to take damage, but it definitely is one of those. Oof! I don't like that. Kind of sensations. I'm just kind of eyeballing Eloise, making sure she, this this is okay. Yeah, you see, like the third rib from the bottom, and I just, no matter what I do, it's like nothing affects it. And like the, it hasn't even started yellowing yet. And if you poke here, <laughs> yeah, he does. He absolutely does. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just take two points of damage right there. Do it. Take two points of damage. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry there, Liam. Um, this is not a normal wound. Mm -mm. He, he, as he's prodding, he's going to go ahead and make a medicine check. Oof, yeah, that's a 22. So he as... You you get to, while he is kind of rough and he he's got sausage fingers they're they're big and he, he's not that gentle but there is a a craft to what he's doing he is being meticulous and he does know a thing or two about healing and as he's finishing that you just feel a bit of a warmth as uh, whatever he was doing he sent a uh, a level one um, cure wounds in on you. Alright, well, I'll get two hit points back. That's it, though. Yeah, I mean, you definitely feel that healing surge go through that, but only those two points do come back. And he's... Now, that's just weird. So not normal magic is gonna... gonna work on that. You're gonna need something quite a bit stronger. That's why we're going to Bradfordshire to try and find someone who maybe specializes in this kind of healing. I was that the the town yonder mm -hmm. over there. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, see, I saw you 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 you're writing in the sky, and I, I understood what you meant, but never been to Bradfordshire, so I didn't know where that was. Yeah, I thought, oh, just... but figured it'd be easier to just go to the source and look around and see if I could see you moving. And I yeah. did. That's a nice shot, by the way. Blood from a stone. That uh, hurt I like know. hell. It, it, it should have. It was meant to. 
really should think twice about, you know, well, shooting like first. I, I mean, I I'm just we, saying, a hey, giant will, eagle and a rock, two different it, sizes. Yeah, well, you were also at a distance. So it wasn't until you started getting closer that we noticed change. <sighs> well, make me gonna think twice of flying down towards you again. Hopefully I don't have to. Well, I am a cat and you were a bird. <sighs> he kind of just huffs a little bit. And gives a side-eyed glance to Apollyon and... And what exactly happened to you now? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the tiara. It's, it's when he put the tiara on. The other things didn't didn't do that. To, didn't seem to nah, affect him. But I don't know if it's like the combination of all the things. I am Aquaminotaur. <laughs> Aquaminotaur. Yeah, because we went and and our job after we went to the ball and there 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 was they're part of this cult, I guess, that the dream witness. And so we went where they were going to be sending all their prisoners to be. I don't. know converted or eaten or something anyways we ended up on this island and then we had to go underneath there was these tunnels and it was underwater for a really long time and then we defeated this thing and it was so scary it was like this weird fish monster with like tentacles that with eyeballs and it killed Vale and but I brought I, I fixed him and then and then oh, but wow. as we were going we we kept finding all these things and and you know Apollyon it was it was able he was it was and then he he kind of attuned to them but then when he did the tiara he turned into that well, that sounds to me like you got yourself a curse there, boy. How you feel? Never better. <laughs> Vulcan gets up and walks over to you. And um, begins to place his hands on you. But the moment he does, something in your mind, Apollyon, causes you to recoil. And you push him back. You don't want to be touched by him. Hmm. Okay. Vulcan kind of looks looks surprised at this. I just want to check you out, boy. That's that's it. No 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 harm. I promise. He's gonna try to reach out and touch you again. Nope. I swat his hand away. Make an attack roll. Okay, Just a, a d20 add strength and proficiency. What the fuck? Tommy, what are you oh, doing? Man. Let's see. He's just a little weird. He's just wanting to touch you, bud. See what's wrong with you. Wow, that's a, that's a uh, 28. Oh, are you stabbing him with your horns? No, I just rolled that because it was... Oh, okay. Like my base attack. No problem. Yeah, um, you absolutely just smack his hand away as hard as you can, and he just steps back surprised, and he holds his hand. He takes a point of damage from that. Two points of damage. 
Okay, two points of damage. It's a critical hit, even if he took. Oh yeah, that's right. You're you're right. You're absolutely right. It is a critical hit, so it would be two points. One hundred percent right. I wasn't like trying to fuck him up, but just Apollyon's huge and strong. <laughs> oh no, I I completely agree with you. He is very I'm surprised. I'm gonna get in between them, and I'm going to just like kind of launch myself at Apollyon's head and just wrap around and be like, "Stop it!" No. Apollyon, Eloise just jumped up and grabbed you and is trying to wrap your around your head. Give me um. This is going to be a, uh, let's see. Dexterity save with advantage? Yes, it's going to be a deck. Well, it's going to be an acrobatics or athletics check. It's up to you. She has to use athletics, so give me an athletics check from you, Eloise. And you can either roll at athletics or um, acrobatics to get away. Apollyon. Okay, that's 18 athletics. 13. So you reach up and try to grab onto him, and he just shoves you back as hard as he can. I guess I go tumbling. And Vulcan immediately comes running over and stoops down, grabbing you, and he just says, What is the matter with you, boy? Don't take my crown off. I am Aquaminotaur. Yeah, oh. uh, I don't... I don't think they were trying to take your crown off there, buddy. I think he was just trying to figure out what the fuck was wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with me. I feel great. Oh, I don't know what there, you're talking about. There is there. a lot wrong with you, partner. I think Blood's known you for the longest he would know, wouldn't he? Yeah, let's just say there's a lot wrong right now, buddy. We need to get it taken care of. It seems like we're going to have to take some precautions when we do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that already. <clears throat> yeah, Vulcan is kind of looking surprised at all of you. They aren't usually quite this rough around the edges. You have I'm made fine, some... I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't you... worry about me. I just got, a, I got some newfound power here, and I like it. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna take my... No. Like, Ollie, have you... Have you seen your reflection lately? Reflection? What's that? Got a mirror. Okay, blood, uh takes out a mirror and holds it up and when you look at it, Apollyon you see your big, think. beautiful shining face yeah, smiling it. back at you. It's gorgeous. You see <laughs> I do a couple like winks and finger guns and like raise my eyebrow like, hey! Oh, yeah. And to the rest of you this is just horrifying. There's a few different places where things blink and move around and you all kind of shudder a little bit as you see this. Yeah. I thought you said when he looked at his hands he could tell it was like this different stuff. I said that at one point. He's I, I think he's a little further along in his curse process. But he's gotten past the shock phase and now he's at acceptance here. 
Oh boy. Uh, Vulcan is uh, kind of just looking between all of you and he says, I'd like to help you all, but afraid I don't have a spell prepared that could help you all. And not gonna lie, I don't carry around that kind of kind of material. What do you need? What would you need? Uh, well, diamond dust, to be perfectly honest. Mm, I don't think I have diamond dust. I have a diamond. Anybody have a jeweler's kit? I was keeping it in case we needed a revivify. You know, emergency purposes. How do you grind diamonds into dust? You need other diamonds? I think a jeweler's kit would work. Yeah, a jeweler's yeah. kit would work to do that. Nope. I got a herbal. I mean, diamonds are like one of the hardest materials. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a difficult process. It is possible to grind some to dust. There is magical means as well that could work on it. Um, I'm pretty sure Vale does not know how to do that, though. But um, you would need either a jeweler's kit or a spell like Shatter that could just that he just keeps uh, casting on there, or like I think uh, Ooh, Shatter's like a sixth level or something, isn't it? No, it's a second level. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite second level spells. Yeah, so we'll still have to go into town. Oh, I was thinking uh, disintegrate. Yeah, disintegrate would... <laughs> it, it could definitely render something into dust. I don't think it would be quite the same, though. But, um... But, yeah, I'm looking at... I doubt he's got it. If he has, he's never no. used it. No, he doesn't. He does not have any spells that would that could render a diamond in dust. Seems like something an artificer would have. Probably. I don't think I have anything that could do it. Well, I need basically about a, a hundred gold worth of diamond dust to cast a greater restoration spell which I think might help you there Liam yeah, I was gonna say I've got I've got this diamond um, I think it's more it's worth more than than 100 so could probably help both of them but okay. then then we don't have the emergency revivify I'm sure in town we can find something. That's true. Oh, what well, about the other jewels that we found? Uh, you're welcome to look through your your sheets. We didn't. I was have gonna say diamond. I just have all the the dead. I have all the dead body parts. Yeah, we I didn't don't get have any the jewels. Diamond. We had well, you know, we, yeah, the one diamond we had is the revivify diamond that we found. I'd just like to point out, Vulcan is very understanding so far, but if we go into town with Polly at our side, looking the way he does, we're not going to be so understanding. Wig? I think it might need a bit more than that. Uh, yeah, I think this might be a little bit beyond just a wig. 
Guys, 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 check this out. And I'm gonna oh, cast God. Charm Person on Blood. <laughs> uh, okay, make a uh, of what? That? A Wisdom, I think. Check. Yeah, save. Wisdom. Wisdom save. Make a Wisdom saving throw. Why you got advantage? I just had it on. Uh, I'm guessing 16 doesn't hit you, but he would shoot you if you fucking tried that. So he passed with okay. the 20, and then he shot at you. Okay. Without even thinking. Alright, I just dodge it. Well, you are right next to each other, so it would have been a disadvantage anyway. Because you are right next it's to It's like a crossbow yeah. expert. But yeah, it, it does go wide and completely misses them, and the spell did not work. Man, what the fuck are you trying? I'm trying to show you how normal I am. No, you're not, buddy. You ever try that shit again, I'll fucking slit your throat in your sleep. No, you'll be my friend. You're always my friend, blood from a stone. Didn't seem to work this time, now did it? So you better hope next time you try that shit, it does. Vulcan's kind of statement. Why are you all fighting all of a sudden? This is Eloise. It's just, they're just like brothers, okay? It's like when when the the cougar cubs, you know, they play with each other. It's, it's very violent looking. It's okay. I think all of you need to take a step back and rethink yourself, especially you. He's pointing at you, Apollo, and he's just like, there is something wrong with you that you just not seem to see. You just need to sit over there and take a load off. Hmm. Fine, maybe I will. And you see him like go uh, over to the other side of the the uh, dome and slouch down and take his uh, paperback homoerotica out of his bag. God, <laughs> I fucking forgot about his dragon porn. I love it. I love it. See some like an extra tentacles and eyeballs like swarming around. You're not really sure what's happening. It is very, very disconcerting seeing him like this. You know, the whispers like, we gotta do something about him. It's like, he is getting worse. It's on him too long. I'm afraid of what it's gonna do to him. I can't say that I disagree with you. This is not going to lie. I think I'm going to be following you. Might be a good idea. I think I'm going to come too. I know Eloise, you don't mind, right? Good not. Thank you, Dragonfly. I've been seeing you in so long. And I'm just going to, like, squirm under his arm. Absolutely. And he, he's kind of sitting there cross-legged, and she just wiggles up under his arm. It's, it, 
the size difference, she looks like she's 12. That maybe <laughs> more, more like 8 or 10. How, but definitely. How tall is, he's, how tall he's is Eloise? How tall is Eloise? Oh, uh, I'm not short. I'm definitely taller than. Eloise is definitely taller than I am. Um, Eloise is 5'8. Mm. Yes, but and he's what, like seven, over seven? Oh, he's foot. a Goliath. Or, yeah. yeah, seven. I think is the low end. Yeah, I put him at seven foot eight. So there's two feet of difference between us. Like I said, it looks like she's eight years old, and he's just sitting there with his hand on her head, stroking her, a lo- stroking it a little bit in a very fatherly sort of way. But his. his you can tell one eye is is being kept on Apollyon the entire time as he's doing this. He's honestly given Vale a miss seeing the strangeness of Apollyon at this point. <laughs> vale seems almost normal. I'm going to pull my good berries out before they go bad and disappear. Anybody want a good berry? Yeah, I'll take one. Tastes good with whiskey. Vulcan takes one as well. You are getting good at this, Dragonfly. I'm learning. I see your time spent wandering has done you some good. And that's exactly why I wanted you to go. When you see new things, your perspective grows and grows and grows. And you become a much more rounded person because of it. Well, I mean... The biggest thing I've learned so far is that people really like to to find different, new, and more effective ways to hurt each other. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, Dragonfly? Ain't that Un- the truth? Very much, unfortunately, that is the truth. I'd just like to point out that people are terrible. I'm not people. Well... Actually, you are people. And so are you. What's your point? No, you are literally the only person here that can be called people. You can't prove that. You're a human. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I'm not fucking... I'm just making an observational joke. I apologize. It didn't land. Oh, no. It landed. I don't think you understand the definition of the word people. It's an organization or a group. It doesn't necessarily have specific race yeah it does human anyway I'm gonna flick blood (laughs) (laughs) wait he started it dragonfly dragonfly you friends are very very weird we haven't hurt her that's we've tried our best to protect her so I mean that's that's something if you are facing dragons and giant fish and all sorts of other weird things, I don't know if protecting her is what you're doing, but she's oh, definitely wow. learning. Well, and that is a good thing. To be fair, we walked into those situations ourselves, so those didn't just happen to us. Honestly, I'd say she's protecting us. That's so, Dragonfly? You take so care of these lads. Definitely keeping us healthy. I'm trying. He just kind of has his big wide grin and 
pats her head again. That's the one thing I wanted you to do. I learned how to make a big ice storm. Oh, tell me about it. He he listens to you as long as you want to ramble. He absolutely does. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I will ramble. I'm also going to offer for Vogan and I to take first watch since um, I'm going to be rambling on for a while. Okay. I'll take second. Uh, I mean, I guess we could say Vale would take third and Blood could take fourth. Or, I guess... Vale can yeah. take two. Vale can take yeah. two, so... Tell you what, Blood will take one of those with him, the third or the fourth, whatever one. Okay. That sounds good. If, and I would say, I guess, for Jeremy's sake, he will cast whatever third or fourth level raise dead or animate dead spells that he needs to into the bag to keep his zombies going. Just for his sake. Yeah, good call. He, he would definitely do that. He's kind I of... Think I think it's like three fourth levels is what he's been doing or something like that, or... I don't know. Um, well, let's see. I thought he just usually uses all his spell slots before he takes a rest. He uses the spell slots he has to. It's for however many he needs, yeah, because I guess it's a third and up, so... Oh, yeah, he didn't really use any spells today. He should be able to keep them all. Yeah, so it looks like when uh, casting it at fourth level, you, you're able to um, to do two additional. So if at fourth level, you can do three. So he probably had to do all yeah, of his fourth level spells. And some thirds. Uh, and a couple thirds, because he has like a dozen zombies, I think. Yeah, a dozen zombies and one skeleton, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he pretty much use, burns up all of his uh, fourth and third level spells casting uh, to re-exert uh, control over the zombies. So I'll go ahead and mark that for him. Okay. But he gets them back at the end of the long rest anyway, so it's not a big deal. So, he settles in for his, his rest. Vulcan kind of follow, follows uh, you you as well and as he leaves the dome he gives kind of one last look at the group itself and especially towards Apollyon what are you doing Apollyon did you just go to bed yeah I just passed out <laughs> sounds about right so does this 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 I don't know aberrationish creature snore Oh my god, why would you fucking ask that question? I just now, we're, now we're gonna have to hear it. Oh, it's gonna, so it's gonna be my nightmares. What do you have to say, Apollyon? <laughs> I could, like, yeah. feel it. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. So, um, Apollyon. Uh, is doing that and it's just the stuff of nightmares. Vale lays down <laughs> in the center of the dome and curls up with a skull or something and just passes out. Um, Blood, I assume you're you're going to bed. And Liam, I assume the two of you go to bed as well. Yeah. So, Eloise, go ahead and make uh, your perception check with advantage since Vokin is helping you. 
Okay. And I'm also going to offer uh, Jareth some good berries and, you know, let him know that we're on watch. Oh, yeah. And Jareth is, is flying around as well. And it comes down and flutters down, lands on your arm, pecks at a good berry for a little bit before flying off, circling the dome. 24. Okay. You settle in, um, sitting there on the ground. Um, Vulcan comes down and sits next to you. And as you're, you're sitting there, looking out, keeping a watch, Vulcan says, I'm not gonna lie, Dragonfly. You, uh... Found some interesting people here. Are you sh are you okay? I think so. I mean, they helped me because when I got first got to the village, I wanted see these bracers. I really wanted them because they make me less squishy. Um, but the the person who made them wanted the the the. The little bits of metal for it, but I didn't have enough, and so I asked him just because I do different magic than he does. Maybe I could help him, and we could trade because that makes sense. And then he made me sign a contract, and now I have to. And I'm gonna pull out the, <laughs> the pouch of flyers. I have to glue these, and I have I don't know how many left. I have a whole lot left. Anyways, I have to I have to glue them everywhere I go. But then the bad guys seem to follow us because of these flyers, and also we're afraid that they're gonna lead them back to. Um, the this guy Mitchell, but anyways, they they all helped me because um, they're all worried that the contract was gonna be bad and end badly. So they helped me to make sure that didn't happen. Um, and they've been helping me pace them up and stuff. Um, it's been really it's been really funny. Um, and other than that, um, uh, the scrying. You're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think they um, established that was him, though. And, uh, oh no, I lost my train of thought. Shit. Well, that's Where good because, because uh, <laughs> Vulcan is listening to all this and. Flyers! <sighs> oh, Lord. Dragonfly! What have you gotten yourself into, girl? I didn't sign the contract with the Conclave, so I'm not stuck with them. So that's who's good. This, and it who's didn't this have to Conclave? A, um, I don't know. You'd have to ask one of the guys. But they all have the they all have tattoos because of the Conclave. And I think they're kind of magic, but 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 yeah. you didn't get a tattoo. Mm -mm. Okay, that's that's good. That, I wouldn't even know how that would work with a dragon bone. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't something I wanted. I, I wanted to to find out the hard way. No, uh, 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 I expect not. This talk of contracts is giving me the willies. Never but signed. Honestly, it. they're not. Yeah. Well, uh, but but yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell doesn't seem to be too bad of a guy, and he made these bracers. And 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 Vale, he lent me these goggles so I can see at night. And and um and 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 blood, blood. I mean, blood. Blood's a little 
trigger happy with his crossbow, but it's fine. He's really good with it, though. So, so usually, usually he, he, you know, he only hits what he means to hit. Done dirty in my sleep. <laughs> Dragonfly, I'm not gonna lie here. I'm not sure if these people you with are, are entirely good people. Shooting well, at me. What's good? I, 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 I don't know, per se. I feel like everyone would have a, def a different answer to that question. Now, don't get me wrong, sweetheart. I'm usually not one to judge. All I'm saying is... So far, we've you're only killed people who are trying to kill us, though. I'm just saying, you'd be getting into a lot of interesting, confusing, sun sounding terrifying things. And I, I'm just, I'm worried mm -hmm. about you, sweetheart. Me too. Oh, and I found this letter. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna hand him the letter. And he takes out the letter and <laughs> opens it up and reads it out, and I'm not going to read it. But I do remember the gist of it. <laughs> like <laughs> the actual <coughs> Wow Choke yeah, choking. Letter takes Vogan's breath away. It actually like he's having such a hard time processing <laughs> All of this at once that he just kind of sputters and coughs a little bit. Um, just I'm gonna re I'm gonna reach up to pat him on the back, but really it's only patting him at like the bottom of the ribs. Yeah, it really is, and uh, he can he barely feels it, but he's he <laughs> turned off his camera. <laughs> my my, How long have you known these people? You've been gone like six months. You've been with them this entire time? No. I've been with them fairly recently. Um... I actually don't know how long it's been as the player. Really? Man, oh man. It's, I think okay, her. Me, Alyssa as a yeah. person Most cannot of the time. keep track of time. Yeah, <laughs> so... Yeah, in game, maybe four or five days is when we met her, right? It was no, because we've been traveling for a long. There's, we travel for like days at a time. Maybe a week in game, I think, was when we met. So her. yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I do know the answer. We've been traveling over this mountain for more than a week. What do you mean we met her a week ago? No, you have. I haven't. feel like it's been a, like a month. In game, we met her a week into the entire campaign. Yes, that's correct. Oh, yeah. Um, that that is actually. Pretty it'll only, accurate. It'll um, been made. One, three, four, five, right. six, seven. From the start so of. It was after. You met her after your first week together. Overall. So, and when overall. we left the inn, then we found you. And then about a week after that, we first met up is when we found her. Yeah. Okay, you phrased it weird. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Just move past it. Fuck off. Okay, let, calm down. I'm just letting you all know, Alyssa, you've known, Eloise's known them for about a month. Okay, that's what I figured. In game time. It, it, it is technically the 11th of Faustgra right now, and um, 
which is into the second month you guys have known each other. So it's been just at a month for you. Timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly. Yeah. I actually do keep a calendar <laughs> in in my game, so I know how, how long things have been. Because I hate asking that question and not knowing the answer. But yeah, it's been it's been a month, and you you tell Vulcan this and a month. I walked alone for a long, long time. Remember? Yeah, I suppose I I suppose you did. You seem to be tangled up in something that worries me. I'm not gonna lie, Dragonfly. Honestly, I'm worried about it too, cause this cult is like really scary. And the fact that so many people wanted something that that the druids that Fei Paulo had, and then the dragon, and then the conclave, and these cultists, I just I'm I'm worried too. I think I am going to stay with you for a little bit, Dragonfly. Okay. And then you'll get to you'll get to 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 know the guys and you'll see they're really really not that bad, I promise. Suppose you suppose you would know. Let's just hope I find out. I want you to scurry on to bed. I'll go ahead and wake up the next idiot going on on watch. Okay. I'm gonna hop up before he has a chance to stand, and I'm gonna kiss his cheek, and then I'm gonna go into the dome. Absolutely. And he takes his time a little bit. Um, he actually probably spends about ten minutes outside before he walks back in. Um, who was the next person on watch? I believe it was me, unfortunately, now. Wunderbar. <laughs> he walks over, and Eloise is... Uh, hunkering down into her bedroll and laying down, putting her head on her pillow, and you do see Vulcan walk over and kind of nudge Liam with his foot. Yeah, I get up. You're a ton of watch, boy. But I think I'm gonna stick around a bit. You don't mind, right? Not at all. You make Eloise happy. It's good enough for me. Why don't you come join me out here? You can go ahead and roll a perception with advantage. Perception! That's an 11. You... For, Vulcan is standing in just a little bit ahead and you kind of walk out of the dome and, and walk up to him and he he doesn't look up when you walk out the dome he's actually just kind of staring off into the distance and your your eyes are just kind of on him most of the night and he, he just kind of stands there and for a good 30 40 minutes he just stands there not talking whatsoever then i'll probably break the silence and say uh I know what you're thinking, and you're right. She probably would be better off if she weren't traveling with us. She'd be much safer that way. Well, 
he kind of he he doesn't turn, but you hear his voice say, "Well, you didn't actually know what I was thinking, boy." At this moment, I was thinking of a really good ton of stew. Fried greens, okra, fresh corn. My tummy's a bit rumbling, and while the dragonflies, good berries does, uh, you know, sustain one, really doesn't, doesn't compete with a home-cooked meal. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you know, there's still a hole, even though I don't feel like I'm gonna die. Well, with that wound of yours, surprise you haven't. Facing down dragons, facing down Lamia, facing down things with eyeballs. Not to mention your friends, who seem to be wanting to kill each other. Alright, they're pretty funny. Never really cared too much for my own personal safety. But I go where I feel I must go. Always have, always will. Don't like to be sheltered down in any one place, you know? Yeah, I was once like that. Loved to roam, loved to trap, loved to see what was out there, and hoo-wee, I seen done about everything. Thought so, at least. Every day these now, always seen something new. It's a funny thing. Don't matter if you put down roots, you keep wandering about, it's always something new to see. He hasn't looked at you this entire time. His back is still to you. And he's kind of more talking to the stars. His uh, hands are clasped behind his back as he's looking up. It's weird. Yeah, but I'm probably falling right into my old routine just because of the similarity of the situation and just paying him ultimate respect. It is similar, and <clears throat> you can't help but notice this fact. It's eerily similar, in fact. And it's invoking a lot of memories in you. Vulcan, he kind of paused for a moment and was looking up, his, up into the sky. It says again, I don't know what to make of y'all. Never been one to question my first first instinct. But my girl says I should. And that's weird to me. Why is that, boy? I believe her heart's in the right place. And the longer her heart's in the right place, it pulls us in the same direction. It may be hard to see right now, but the fact that it didn't come to blows and there was no bloodshed in our in the hut back there, it's progress for us. She's making us all better people. If not one conversation at a time. Hmm. 
I suppose that is where her heart lies. And he kind of turns and looks at you for the first time. In what direction does your heart lie, Bruce? I was raised by wolves. Taught by a tiefling. Mentored by a goliath. And now I follow around with a minotaur, a tabaxi, and some sort of dark elf. Never been much for fitting in anywhere. Wherever I go, I seem to stand out. But when I met her, that's where my heart lies. I didn't know till I saw her. He walks towards you. He turns fully and walks towards you. He stops right alongside. He looks up into the sky once again. He's kind of rubbing his chin. And he says, Then be the one she needs. Be the better person. So that's the only thing she needs. And then she, he walks away and goes back into the dome. It's been about 50, 55 minutes into your watch. Take a long sip of whiskey. <laughs> Chills, not just from the snow. Uh, and spend the next five minutes in absolute silence and then I go wake up uh, Veil and uh, Blood. <coughs> he left you halfway through your watch, but you, you do finish it. No. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, pretty much Yep. same. Pretty much stoic. Yeah. Absolutely. And Liam wakes up uh, Veil and blood, and there was nothing else happened on your watch, by the way. Just to throw that out there. So, blood. Veil is up with you. Um, I'm just going to have you roll your um, perception with advantage. It's 24. Your watch goes by really quiet, and other than the owl hooing, nothing interesting happens. It's pretty quiet, and you, yeah, it's just a chill night for you. And I will say that um, once you do go back to to bed for the night, and Vale finishes his last watch, not much, it, nothing happens for that. Um, everyone begins to waken at some point, and the sun does eventually begin to rise, and you all have had a long rest. Apollyon. Your dreams are really weird. It's... You're in, you're in the ring once again. The champion. Fighting as hard as you can. But the powers that you're wielding are not the powers you, you know. They're the new powers, the powers that the crown has bestowed upon you. And with it, you're defeating uh, opponents left and right and de decimating everything that comes 
in your path. You win your freedom. And Biscuit is there at your side, cheering as the world bows and screams the name, Apollyon, the golden boy. And as you look around, everything, every individual that's cheering, Biscuit, the the um, the uh, the Zaim in uh, of, of blah, 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 the Zaim of uh, the Federation, everybody that's that's there looks odd and distorted and twisted, and eyes coming up everywhere, and m their bodies move weird and misshapen, and almost like jaggedly as the, their body curves and wiggles at the same time and you just hear this voice constantly in your head and you wake up with a start and you see that it is dawn and your friends are beginning to rise whoa that was freaky And I think that's actually a great place to go on break. Because my back is killing me and I need to stretch it out. So, so I recover three charges from the Crown of the Deep at dawn. You do. So, stay tuned everybody. We will be back in about ten minutes. Howdy everybody, we are back. And the Fab Five had just taken a long rest and... Had some unique conversations, but let's pick right back up where we left off. And everyone has just woken up in the morning, and ha you all have had a good long rest, so you can add that to, or you can change your character sheets. But uh, beyond that, what are you wanting to do? Uh, keep walking towards uh, Bradfordshire. Yeah, let's let's go to Bradfordshire. Let's do it! Yeah, since we don't have the dust to fix Liam now, we might as well just keep going. Well, Liam and hopefully Apollyon. Well, I yeah, know. I mean... Yeah, we might just have to put him down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's me. That? I'm, that's not blood saying That's just Okay. I was about to say. We'll figure out a way to fix it. Blood's fucking invested way too much time in that bastard. He's He's come too close to him, but he will kill him if he tries to fucking put a spell on him again. <laughs> but no, yeah, we got to get him fixed. We got to figure out how to get him into town. That's going to be a problem. I guess that's a discussion we could have as we're going. So, um, with, with Vulcan awake and looking around at all of you, um, no doubt uh, Liam is looking any direction but his right now. Um, Vulcan kind of looks to everybody and he says, So, uh, how are y'all planning on traveling? My foot! We gave we, uh, we, we landed our horses to a friend who had to rescue some innocents. So we're walking. Normally we would have killed them. Now we said we shouldn't. 
I also said we you shouldn't, by the way. <laughs> and I don't believe you were really wanting to kill him at heart. No, I would have taken too much time. It's not worth the gold. Okay, well, I, I mean, if you want to go on foot, I suppose that's what you got to do. Me, I mean, when I, I, what's that, Dragonfly? Well, um, I can, we can try to both wild shape into giant eagles and stuff, and maybe we can carry everybody. It's quite a few, there's four of us. Can you do that? Well, I mean, I could probably care one of you. Eloise could probably care one of you. Well, I mean, Liam and, and Blood are pretty light. Wait, Dragonfly, so are you familiar with the polymorph spell? Uh-huh. If we made one more... That would allow us to have three people to fly. Yeah, but polymorph only lasts for one hour. That's true, but multiple applications. But then again, we lose our... Our fly... Our, our uh, wild shape as well. That's true. Because at least my wild shape can last for four hours. I'm pretty sure yours can last longer than that. But, uh, well, um, looking at Veil Sheet, uh, Veil pipes in, I can cast that spell too. Yeah, I can I can cast it twice, so I can cover two hours. Oh, I have a feeling he'd be a little, be more, a little more scared about that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably more like, hey, I got that spell too. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, excuse me, I can cast that spell too. I can do it better than you. Okay. I'm not going to fight you on it. Besides, I'm going to be a giant eagle, so I won't be able to cast it anyways. Well, how about this? I'll cast it the first time on you, Vale. And then after that, I, we maintain our wild shape, and you cast it the three more times. That's at least four hours of travel. We can get pretty damn close to that town in four hours. Well, wouldn't it make more sense to cast it on me if Vale's supposed to be casting it again? Uh, and Vale's like, of course I would cast it on him. I wouldn't cast it on myself. I'm not carrying uh, anyone. How uh, how many spell slots does he have at his level? Because like I said, he's just thinking out of character for him. Because you know he'd bring this up. He needs those fourth level slots. As many as he can for his zombies at night. So That is true. Um... And that's a fourth level spell, right? Polymorph? Yeah, Polymorph is a fourth level spell. I mean, I suppose if he burned all of his threes? I mean. I have Blood Sister. Aww. <laughs> well, he has two fourth level spells, so we could do it. So he could cast it twice, and if. El if uh, I can if, do it um, twice. Yeah. And you can do it twice, and I think Vulcan can do it more than that. Well, technically, if he just kept his uh, zombies in the bag, would they be able to break out? 
Uh, yeah. He could. Ca I mean, he can cast. He, he would be able to reanimate three if he he did this. But, but I'm saying, what if he didn't reanimate any of them? Just hypothetically, well, if we could uh, keep the bag like uncontrolled until he got another night to rest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He absolutely could. He's done it before. As I say, I think with these, I think they're animated, and then he has to reassert control. Yes, they're at with, night. If, yeah. At basically, what would happen at, is at the end of the night, um, he would no longer be able to command them. They'd still be zombies. They'd be mindless zombies just bouncing off each other in the portable hole and probably gnawing on whatever you've put in there. I'm not gonna lie. So, hopefully, hopefully they don't get the idea. Yeah, shit. But. I mean, he could do that. Um, I I don't know what Jeremy would do in this situation. I'm I'm just gonna have have to puppet him. But I think he would probably want to get to Bradfordshire sooner oh, rather boy. than later. And if he he wouldn't need his zombies if you all got there sooner. And. If he wants to burn the spells the next day, I'm sure he, oh, yeah. he'll be able to at that point. So since he's not here, he's, he's being puppeted, and he's gonna lose. He's gonna do it. He's gonna um, use his two. So what what's gonna happen is uh, Vulcan is gonna cast Polymorph on him first, or on Liam first, and Liam can carry Veil, and then when it's about to. When the spell's about to end, he'll just recast it on you, and he'll do that two more times. So that's going to get us three hours of travel. Now, at that point, we would we would all have to land. All right. Uh, actually, since Vale is on top of me, couldn't he recast it in the air? Yeah, that's what, yeah, I'm, saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but, so we, we could do like. Two hours straight. Yeah, he only he has two fourth level uh, spell slots, so he can cast it twice. Vulcan offered to cast it the first time, so he can keep it going for two more hours. So three hours in total. That's when you would all have to land because he could not keep up that spell. Cool. Gotcha. Man, you don't have fifth level spells yet. Shame. Oh well. So we'll just rig up a couple of I also have a potion of flying that lasts for one hour. Nah, save that. Hmm. Actually, what is, what is this fly? Uh, he doesn't know it anyway. Okay. Alright, so giant eagles in three hours. How far can we get? Interesting question. Let's see. I mean, I would assume we want to not go all the way into town anyways. And we still need to decide what we're going to do about the Apollyon situation. Well, so an eagle has a fly speed of 60. So... That's uh, 120 feet per six seconds. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And who's carrying the quivering mask that is Apollyon right now? Is that Eloise or is that Vulcan? Oh, that's going to oh. be Vulcan. 
No doubt about that. Vulcan 100% becomes a giant eagle very quickly and flies over and grabs onto Apollyon's shoulders. Um, do you let him, Apollyon? I suppose I should ask. Sure, let's do this. Okay. To the air! Oh, my, I should I should get rid of my good berries. They would have disappeared. Now the great Aqua Minotaur can fly. <laughs> so, just doing some quick math, um, basically in an hour, the three of us could travel uh, 72,000 feet. Yes. Good fucking god. That sounds like a that's, long That's way. quite a few, yeah. That's a little over a mile. No, that's a lot. No, you're no, you're thinking that's a little over what fifteen mile? Like close to like it's like fourteen. Yeah, 15 um, miles. yeah, it's, mile it's fifty-two eighty feet. Yeah, he said seventy-two thousand though. Yeah, so it's seventy-two hundred. It's thirteen point six essentially um, miles. Yeah. So that's every hour. So. Ah. Ah. How far away are we from Bradfordshire? We shouldn't be like. Super oh, I can't early. imagine it's that. Forty miles within so, that. So yeah, um, I'm estimating basically in the three hours that you travel, you get you all could get about forty-two miles, give or take. Like I, I kind of rounded towards the end, but pretty close to forty-two, which is ironic because forty-two is also the number of uh, oh, the question yeah. y'all rolled today. So apparently, it really is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Mark that down. But yeah, so just estimating and thinking about uh, the path you all have traveled. Um, go, I'm going to go ahead and pop something up for you real quick. So that's the trip so far. And I, you, you see I added some info about where you all were. And that last X there, that's where pretty much you were, going down the southern slope, heading towards the plains. Just estimating, based on the numbers that I, I figured, in, th in those three hours of travel, you can probably get two-thirds of the way there. Now, you're obvious, because you're on a mountain already, so you have, you're just flying up, and you're getting pretty damn high, and you're going pretty damn far. The higher you, you get, the farther you're, you're traveling at that kind of speed. So, you probably get there, get about two-thirds of the way there before you all have to land after those first three hours. There's no checks for this. That, that's, the cool, that's the cool thing about it. You're, they just grab you up and they're holding you and you're flying for an hour. At when, that, when Vale knows that hour's about there, he recasts down onto Liam. Um, Vulcan has been carrying Apollyon. Eloise is carrying blood. And the three giant eagles just go flying out towards Bradfordshire. At the end of those three hours, when it's getting to about, you know, 20 minutes to that, Vale kind of pats Liam on the back and and screams out, down! And Liam, you, you follow and, and go and, flying and down fly. towards, towards the ground. Yep, absolutely. And I, yeah, I would estimate you get, you probably, when you land, you're probably only within about 10 miles from Bradfordshire. And you land just in time, and 
Liam turns back into a into a human once again, and Vulcan settles down Apollyon, and Eloise settles da- uh, down Blood. Um, Vulcan's still holding his form. He just kind of flies up to a, a, a nearby boulder and lands. But you've Jeez. made it onto the plains. Nice catch. You, um, you all do manage to make it to the plane, and he land. You all land pretty close to a road, uh, worn, worn, weathered road. Not, not much more than a, um, than a cart path than anything else. But uh, you, you've well passed the snow and gotten gotten down to more of a dusty, a dusty, dry mesa area and that's pretty much where you've landed you can see Bradfordshire in the distance and you estimate it'll probably take you most of the afternoon to get there but you can arrive if you if you hurry and and don't take too many more breaks you can all probably arrive near dusk Vulcan um, will eventually transform back. And he'll say, well, I suppose we... You know, if we turned into horses, we might make this a little bit easier, but... I don't know how you well, feel about that, a little, little dragonfly. What do you think... do you think that... Would polymorph work to, um... Make Polly look... Less... That, or I mean, would the curse just make him look like that, no matter what we changed him into? I honestly couldn't say, Dragonfly. I don't know what would happen. I mean, polymorph. The spell itself transforms you into a beast, so we could turn him into a, you know, a, a donkey, or a horse, or something like that, and and ride him in. But. I don't know if he would look nor- normal, natural. I can say. Yeah. Do I remember if uh, if like you get inspected when entering the city or not? There are are a handful of um, sorry of uh, the blue heron monks who work as um, guards within the city, and there is usually two stationed at the gates. They they more they don't they they, they don't do mo- much more questioning than who are you why are you here, but they there typically is two people at the front gate. Well, if he relays that info, yeah, blood would walk up and be like, "What if we approach first, and we tell them a friend of ours has been cursed and he looks very unpleasant at the moment." And to please not shoot on sight, we are here to get him cured. Well, then that would absolutely pique the interest of the Order of the Blue Heron, uh, which I'd prefer not to do if you've forgotten. Well, I understand. I'm just worried about how do we get him in. That would be a way. Well, hopefully in the cover of darkness, if he were to just wear, like, a shawl or uh, some sort of blanket to cover him up like he's an old maid, maybe. I don't know. Does anyone have the ability to turn him invisible? 
guys, guys, relax. I can talk my way out of any, uh, uh-huh. into any situation. I'll take care of these guards at the gate, no problem. But, but, buddy, but, all right. I know you think you look the same as you always have. But currently, to the rest of us and to those gentlemen that are going to be on that wall, you look very different. We are just we're trying to do this as smooth as possible, okay? No offense to you. I still don't think of you any other way unless you try and put a spell on me again. But other than that, buddy, you are still my number one guy. You are still the golden boy. We just got a little bit of help. You know how the dream witness looks? You're kind of looking like that. Ish. What? Preposterous. I'm feeling great. Well, as I said, buddy, it's not going to look different to you, but it looks different to everybody else. Whatever you say. (sighs) Now, knowing the city, if you remember it well, I mean, are there a lot of gods? Are there easy ways to sneak in and out? Uh, What do you? What can you tell me? There is no group of that do not believe would be able to sneak in unnoticed. Honestly, there's usually two at the at, at each entrance, but. I mean, they're, they're throughout the entire town. If they see someone climbing over the wall, it'll be the most suspicious thing, and we're not the stealthiest as a whole, I would say. I can make us stealthier. Yes, yes, you can. Oh. They, they're not too inquisitive. If you don't look like you're trying to hide something... If you want to go and be straightforward with them and say, Our friend's cursed! Hang on! Don't kill him! Uh, I'm down for that as well. Well, I mean, I'm open to suggestions. I'd rather polymorph him if that were an option. Turn him into a donkey. We're just worried the curse is going to carry over. And he'll be a fucked up donkey. Yeah, they're a fucked up donkey than a fucked up minotaur. Suppose you're right. Apollyon, why are they talking like this? You, you're, you are perfect the way you are. You are gorgeous. You are the golden boy. I don't know what the big deal is all about. Jeez. You guys are going on and on about hiding my appearance. Would you mind playing lookout? Is that something you've ever thought would be fun for you to do? You know, maybe let's go into the city, see if there's, you know, the dream witness people following behind us and stuff. I thought that's what all the birds were doing. The birds? What words would that be? Jareth oh, and Eloise and everybody turning into eagles and stuff? Shouldn't you guys be able to see everything around us? But what if they have the ability to teleport? They could just appear at any time. Oh man, I don't know much about all this crazy magic. Well, I'll tell you this. Okay. 
I didn't hear anything because we were both talking. What did you say, Apollyon? He's fabulous. I said, I don't know much about magic. I just know how to be fabulous. I'll cast out press the digitation and make some like rainbow colored sparks. <laughs> if you know anything about magic, I wouldn't cast it on blood again if that's the only thing you learned from last night. I suppose we just have to try to talk our way as best we can. So we go with the truth? Maybe just uh, uh, less of a truth and as little info as possible. So Polly's cursed. A friend's oh, needing uh, healing. Speak of the truth, just refer to me there as Liam should be fine. Last time I was here, I was Chuck. Different voice, different time. Should be fine. Different hair. I look different. It's fine. Aren't you pink right now? Isn't your hair pink? No, it's purple. Purple. Okay, purple. That's right. Yes, it's purple, and I guess however long we've been on the mountains is how much of a beard I've got going on. So, you've been on there about four days, so you got a bit of scruff going on. What color is the scruff? <coughs> White. <laughs> okay. Silver. But you all do start uh, walking to the west, or sorry, to the east. Heading, making your way towards Bradfordshire, which I'm going to go ahead and show you guys right now. There it is. That's Bradfordshire. You see the mountains there, which is exactly where you've been. That little plane going on there—that's a bit—that's uh, a bit of a creek bed. Not not really too much of a much more than that. And then the the planes go up a, a bit. Up a bit more into the hills, and what's built on a mesa, which is just a, a tall jutting of rock, is the town of Bradfordshire. At the very top, Liam can point out, is the monastery, all made of uh, the quarried sandstone that was, or not sandstone, whatever, whatever the rock is. I don't know geography or geology, but anyway, but limestone. Sure, why not? Whatever the stone is from this mesa, it's obviously been mined, and it has a kind of a, a sandy, yellowish-orange coloring to it. Um, most of the buildings seem to have have this as well. They're very all very uh, squarish buildings, and it's kind of built around this mesa and up it along until you get to the top where the monastery is. The closer you get... Um, you, you do travel through most of the day. You travel three hours as as eagles, and then you spend um, most of the rest of the day walking, heading towards Bradfordshire. Eventually, as the sun is beginning to set, you can see in the distance the town looming up in front of you. There is a, a wall of uh, a, a stone wall circling the very bottom of the mesa um, around the around the city itself and at as you follow the road um, heading to the east you do see up ahead um probably about 10 minutes walk from where you are and you all kind of pause and look and you can see the the open gates of the city ahead 
You do not see anybody in in front of you. Um, no travel seems to be heading towards it. It actually is very quiet on the road. But you all do continue to make your way towards it. And about ten minutes later, you do get to the edge. Um, what I would like from everybody before I move you to that map is to give me a marching Uh, I'd be I'd be going first. I'll go up there with I'm gonna push past them and strut right out front like I got nothing to lose. I'm I'm going to grab onto his cloak and be like Polly, wait. So uh, Apollyon's first um, being. He's basically dragging Eloise behind him, um, b who's holding on to his cloak. Um, Vulcan, I suppose, is walking next to Eloise and like, uh, dra Dragonfly, are you sure we should be, you should be doing that? That doesn't seem to be too safe now. Uh, Apollyon, um... Apollyon, Apollyon won't hurt anyone. This is exactly what I wanted, not to make a scene. Good call, good call. <laughs> Yeah, I want to stroll right up to the to the gate or whatever. I'm not changing my pace. He arrives when he arrives. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, at the closer you get, the more you realize there's nobody at the gates. Liam, you, you pause for a moment as you're walking, and just at the point where you can you can see this, and something's not right there. Nobody's at the gate. Oh, and you all hurry forward, heading towards the city. If you want to adjust yourselves, you can. But as you get towards the gates, you see there is nobody there. In front of the gates. There is a huge pile of basically sacks that as you walk up, they're piled up in an odd V-shape. You see that they're sandbags. All around you can see uh, pillars that have been knocked down, more sandbags arranged at different places, almost like boundaries. And it's quiet. You do not hear a soul. Yeah, I'll pull on my quarterstaff at this point. I'm I'm gonna cast um pass without a trace on us just in case these. Just just to hopefully Oh Jesus, Sam. Uh <laughs> make sure that um yeah that uh, hopefully if anybody's like trying to plot us or whatever that they'll have a harder time with it. And we see the bodies at this point or we just see like defensive fortifications? Well, it depends on how far your vision goes. If you can see the bodies, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I can. I mean, if it's daytime, I guess, yeah, you can see them. He said it was dusk by this point, right? It is dusk. It is not dark. 
it, there is still light. the the sun The sun is setting in the sky, and it is seeing those reds and and uh, purples of the setting sun. But there is enough light, and you can see just past the, that second uh, boundary of sandbags. You can see a body lying in the ground on the ground. It near what appears to be a uh, stall. The stall itself is nothing more than a table with some barrels behind it and posts. There's a, a bit of a canvas uh, roof that's been ripped away and is dangling towards to one side. But that's about it. Ready? Yeah. I'm gonna take out my trident and my uh, my shield and move around very cautiously. You are being a nuisance. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, we should we um we we might want to turn around. Nobody. Vale well, uh, has has sent his uh, owl flying up overhead towards it, and kind of is kind of circling around. On, yeah. And he mentions there are more dead bodies ahead. Good, I could use some... I knew some. I was going to fucking... We're going to collect friends. Ugh. Yeah, he's probably like, Oh, look, friends! Exactly. And um, Vulcan is walking right up next to you, Eloise. He's like, Dragonfly, have you seen any of this before? I mean, I need to take a closer look at them to make sure to see what happened. I mean, it's similar to the Druid Grove, but that was something... That was corruption from a dragon. I'm gonna go right up to one of the bodies just to see what's up. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, gonna oh. go slowly so that everyone is taking. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, gonna follow with her. Uh, go ahead, everybody, and make a perception check. Apollyon, it looks like you're heading off in a different direction. Yep, I'm going around. Okay. 16. Natural oh, 20 for a 27. And actually, everybody go ahead and give me... Oh, wow. Give me I need everybody to give me stealth checks, since you said you're you're moving in quietly and slowly. Eloise does have her um, her pass without a trace up, so add a plus, plus 10. 10 to that. Ooh, 23. That's got double threes. I got a perception and a 15 on stealth. That's a 24 on stealth for me. Okay, oh, now you're going like to give a big yawn Vulcan. after you're being such an asshole? Thanks. Vulcan got a 16 and Vale got a 15. Or 20, yeah, 25, 25 total. Yeah, 25 total. So um, all of you are creeping up as silently as you can, moving towards the... The boundary. Uh, all of you realize that at, in that moment, Apollyon's gone. He's not with you all. Ah. Hills, Eloise, do I see anything down over here? Yeah, give me. So, uh, Apollyon, as you're making your way down around to the side of the building, hold on a second, don't move too much farther. 
Go ahead. Um, stop. You guys are stopped right at the um, at the the, the uh, sandbag boundary. Apollyon, you you round that first building, and you do see a, a couple more buildings to to your immediate left here and and here. You do not see anyone or anything. There are no bodies in your immediate uh, vision that you can see. Um, ahead, there is some rubble and and things of that nature, broken. Um, Broken bits of wall, plaster and wood, that sort of thing. This building has uh, a set of double doors that are broken open. And you can actually see them on the ground. Right about here. Um, you can oh. see a tiny bit in, but not a lot. That's what you can see, Apollyon. Um, Eloise. And everyone else, let's see. Uh, Liam, you got a 20 perception. Eloise, what was your perception, Blood? Not 20. I had a for... 16. She had okay. a crit 27. So, Eloise, you're walking towards the boundary. And you see something ahead. And you, you pause and hunker down and motion everybody to, to duck down. And you all duck behind the sandbag. As these odd shapes come flying into view. I was just about to say something. I remember. Blood remembers something. The forms are odd and bluish, misty, as they rise up from the ground. And they be move, flo floating towards the stalls. You don't see much of their feet or any of their feet really it's more um, just puddled mist on the ground but the higher it goes the form more fills out and these individuals they have the form and the shape of a humanoid the higher it goes the more distinct their bodies become still blue see-through translucent misty forms but you can see their bodies, their armor, the cloak around their shoulders, their face, their ears, pointed, almost elven. Their faces are angular, very similar to elven in appearance, actually. You, you've heard the stories of them, though you've never seen one yourself. But they're completely blue. Their eyes are glowing a bright red. And you've seen something similar to this. A creature a long time ago. When all of you, you know, dug yeah. up a body. This one's different, though. The coloration is off. There, there seems to be more malice. And in its hand, you can see a weapon. An axe. No, I'm sorry, a longsword. Blood would poke Liam and be like, Those monks said race. The long sword, does it look like a corporeal sword? Or does it look bluish like these things? Bluish like these things. These kind of look like that dead couple that, you know, like look at Vale and just kind of like shake his head. That I helped Vale dig up, but those monks said wraiths were attacking the town. Could that be what this shit is? Keep your voice down. They haven't seen us yet. Yeah. We don't know we if don't they're going to us or not, but I'm asking you, those monks set rates. Most likely, yes. 
Does it? Did it look like the people who, like the dead bodies, were had suffered from like long sword wounds? There's a lot of different. Um, actually, go ahead and make a medicine check. You're doing this at disadvantage because you're not near the body. You're just glancing o- over <laughs> over the sandbags, trying to keep as hidden as possible. Twelve. It's hard to tell from this distance. You can see. The bodies themselves are rather desiccated, like they've been here for a good long while. How long ago did we see those monks? The rot has been um, setting in for a while. You saw those monks on your way to Laveran. Like almost two weeks now, maybe? At least a week and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could look later to tell you for sure, but yeah, pretty close to that. And these bodies do look like they've been here for a while. So it's hard to tell from this distance what killed them, but you can see wounds. You can see dried blood on the ground. Um, it the way they're they're sprawled out. It was a violent death, at least. Okay. Do we want to try to go around and hope to not be noticed by these things? Or do we want to avenge these people? What do they look like they're doing? Does it look like they're scanning? Or are they just roaming? The three of them had just kind of floated upwards. um, And you're you're all just watching and and trying to keep quiet for a moment. One of them uh, seems to float over towards the stall and just seems to be looking at it. The, The one over here is kind of moved around this direction. And this one here towards the end has floated up and is kind of following behind this one at a bit of a distance, but just seems to be moving along with it. I think it's safe to assume they're not friendly. Um, I don't think we're getting out of here without a fight. I think we wait till they get one move closer, and then we we spring a trap. Let's see, and then I'm just gonna trail off and move around the corner over here. Good thing you're in that uh, zone of um, what's it called? Uh, pass without a trace because it it hinders and limits noise. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like we're <coughs> online, we're doing this. I'm trying to stage whatever the best I can. I know, and I'm assuming that's what you're doing. And but the, what I was saying is, it's a good thing you're in this field while you're whispering, which is helping to, to keep you guys from being noticed. Um, Apollyon, I'm up and around and move move closer to these guys. So as you are walking um, around that building, Apollyon. I need you to go ahead and make me another stealth check before you step them. into the the range. Right. So this is straight stand. Hopefully. Oh shit! Ooh. Same five again. Oh shit! Uh, and that was a nat twenty from the commander of the race. So as you're walking I'm around, you need to make him reroll. Okay. It- okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, e- e- unless I, you crit, I don't think you're going to be able to fail. beat a crit unless on perception. Crit, yeah. Go ahead and roll a d20. <laughs> if you crit fail, that's what you need. And then we're adding four to that. 
Oh, I thought he wanted the the wraith to re-roll. No, he rolls it when yeah, he, he uh, yeah he but rolls it. So he re. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. Um. Still a fourth. Worth a try. As you're rounding the corner, um, you're just walking around, your chest puffed up, you're a Polly in the Golden Boy, and this wraith looks at you, points, and screeches right when you're about right here. And they need everybody to roll for initiative. Okay. Let's go, character. Twenty-seven. Yeah, buddy. Twenty-five point two. Fourteen. We're gonna go early. I figured out an initiative tracker. I love it. Now, I just hated it when I didn't understand it. Yeah, it's there's a lot of weird little quirks that roll twenty has. That you can. It's not a quirk, it's a customization option, and it's awesome. Love you, roll 20. <laughs> I wouldn't bash it. Ooh, a sword wraith commander. This is just... I don't think I've ever come up against something like this in any Yeah, but if you roll 20 is watching our stream, and you're all like, quirks about your shit, how dare you? <laughs> I'm going to uh, to um, take a, a wild guess here and say that the uh, Sword Wraith Warriors have a better dexterity than me. Probably. Doesn't everybody? Yeah. Plus one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Unfortunately, so, uh, yeah. Rocks I I... have better dexterity than you. <laughs> hey, at least... My dexterity is better than Grog's intelligence was. So, you know... <laughs> yeah. There's that. <laughs> it can always be worse. Uh, probably. But looks like... So, in, in initiative, the first thing we're coming to, of course, is blood from a stone. Because you, 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 you rolled a 27. It beat Liam's fucking critical roll. That's all I'm saying, buddy. So go for it. These are open stalls with canvas roofs that has been mostly ripped out. Uh, a head right here is um, basically a table or, a, you, you know, just a, a front display. That's probably about four feet tall, but you can clearly see over. Probably not very well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
You do have advantage because you are hidden, and he has not gone first. Definitely hits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, double is six. No, um, no, you don't. Yeah, 62 points of damage. Okay. Um, the buildings here and here are f very tall. They're about uh, 12 feet no, actually more like uh, 20... Yeah, 20 feet tall. Um, you, you could make it to the top of this one right here and get to the edge if you wanted to climb up it, yes. Yep, that's okay. Sounds good. Liam, you're up next. Yeah, that the first one. Yeah, both hit. Nice. Your two darts go flying through the air, striking this uh, misty-formed creature both times. It, you might not, you, you, you're a little surprised that it actually does stick in them as though they're solid things. Luckily, you threw your adamantine darts. And when as you step around that uh, the door frame into the back of it, you notice that this appears to be a bit of a pub or a tavern. There's a bar um, behind you. Not much on the shelves whatsoever. Um, a few broken bottles on on the bars itself. Um, a few more in the back. A lot of rubble and debris. It looks like this place has been the site of a battle at one point. You do not see any bodies in here, however. Okay. Next, we come up to Vulcan. 
He looks over to you. Dragonfly! Is this what you normally have to deal with? seen just about everything but you keep showing me new random crap and let's see what does he want to do I think what he's gonna do sees these creatures in that area he stands up and points to him and he says I think you all just need to stay right where you are and he's casting spike growth so I need a 20 foot radius That's what I wanted to happen. So I'm going to need all of them to make, let's see. Yeah. I, yes, I am. I'm going to need all of them to make a wisdom save, I think. Uh. Uh, when the creature moves into or within the area. Yes, indeed. And since it just comes up and hit and strikes, we've said that it hit it happens that first time. So, Ooh, nice. Eight points of damage to all three of them as these spikes of plant just come shooting up from the ground in this 20-foot radius, hitting all three of them. Yeah, but no, it's they're pretty high up. They're... They're decent spikes, yeah. I don't think it would coil around them. It's just a shoot upward. And they're floating, but they're not floating that high. It's more like a, a foot or two off the ground. Indeed they do. That's it for his turn. We're gonna uh, give Eloise a bit of a week. Next, we're gonna do the Sword Commander's turn. Sword Wraith Commander. Let's see, what do I want them to do? Thank you. 
Okay. I think what he's going to do... Yeah, he's going to go ahead and use his Call to Honor ability. Uh, what happens is uh, he had to have taken damage during the current combat, which he has. Um, he uses this action to give itself advantage on attack rolls until the end of the next turn. And 1d4 plus 1 uh, Sword Wraith Warriors appear in unoccupied space within 30 feet of it. So, let's see here. So, three more of them. Interesting. That is... Uh, yeah, you, you can't really tell which one is which. It's just one of one of the one of the ghosts um, suddenly points his finger and roars, and three more of those bluish forms come rising up from the ground and hovers outside of that sphere. So I'm gonna need I'm gonna need each of them to roll initiative as well. Oh, that's right. Ooh, nice. So I'm just going to have to remember that. It's their turn being birthed. It's going to have to be on the next turn that he does it, I think. Oh. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, they take their turn immediately after the commander's turn in the same initiative count. So yeah, right now, that's what they're going to do. <sighs> and I'm going to have to figure out who they're going to go after. Um, let's see. I need to f figure out what your um, stealth checks were the last time around. Yeah, so um, Apollyon would be the one that it's seen, and it was the one that the commander had spotted first anyway, so they're going to be flying towards him. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's moving there. It is uh, take. It pulls out a longbow, and it's taking a shot at you, Apollyon. That's a 14, which I assume misses. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. This is what they're all doing. They're all taking shots at you. Another 14 is another miss. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 
And the last one was a 16. Okay. That's it for that guy's turn. Next, we do have the other two Wraith Warriors. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Taking a shot at Apollyon. Everything's missing Apollyon. 5, 10. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm realizing I'm doing that right now. Oh, I'm, I'm rolling it each time. So it was 5, 10, 15 that he rolled out, so it's 3. Yep. Oh yeah, 14 points of damage on that guy. Next one moved five, 10 feet out, so that's 44. That's 11 points of damage to him. That was 10 feet, 15 feet of movement, 20. 20. Oh, no, that was his full movement there. Uh, last shot at Apollyon. And that's an 11, which I know also misses. Okay. Uh, turn your um, music down a little bit, Liam. It was coming through. Okay. Um, next off, we have Apollyon, in fact. So what are you doing? Yeah, you should be able to hit all three of them with your breath weapon. So, first one succeeded, the other two failed. Yep, half damage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Apollyon comes running up and you just see this huge blast of thunderous energy comes screaming out of Apollyon's mouth, hitting the three in a line there. Um, the first one doesn't take nearly as much damage as the other two, but they all definitely took a hit. Do anything else for your turn? 
That's it for Apollyon. Eloise, what you doing? Seventeen does hit. Okay, which one is? Uh, were you throwing at again? Okay. That is a twelve. Like it. Yeah, these three aren't looking the greatest. That's for sure. They're definitely looking look like they've taken some damage, and the mist about them is not nearly as. Uh, as uh, visible as it once was. They're becoming much more see-through than they were previously. Yeah, absolutely. That's it for uh, Eloise's turn. Next we come to Vale. What's Vale gonna do? Honestly, Vale would probably cast Toll the Dead. That's what he usually does. That's true, he does, but I'm not sure. I'm, he also doesn't like to, to use his spell slots that much. Yeah, because honestly, if he was going to cast it, he'd be pretty close to Eloise as well. If he was trying to get all four of them there. So I don't think he would cast a fireball in this situation. I'm going to go with the Toll of the Dead, but at the one that Eloise hit. It's going to be a Wisdom saving throw. Which he definitely failed. That didn't get the damage. Yeah. There it is. 15 points of damage, which is more than enough to take out this thing. So Vale just stands up and snaps his fingers and pointing at that middle uh, wraith. And you just hear this loud chime as the thing's ear ears just explode with black fluid. And the vapory creature just dissolves into a mist and falls down to the ground, completely dissipated. Oh yeah, shit. That was necrotic damage, wasn't it? 
my bad. Yeah, um, I'm glad you did. It is half damage. It is half damage. They are resistant to it. So it would not have been 15. It would have been uh, 7 points of damage, which is not enough to kill it. Yeah, me too. No, that one definitely would have. Um, J he's going to send Jareth to go flying down towards this one right here in front of you, Apollyon, and scratch at it before flying back so you have advantage on this creature right here. Because that's what he would do. Blood, it's your turn. Which one? The one back here? Yeah, that's the one you attacked first. Sixteen just hits. Whew, thirty points of damage. That one's about twenty feet, yes. Feline agility. It is a V-shaped roof, and you are able to climb up to the top and kind of crouch down behind it a little bit. It's not going to provide you a whole lot of cover, but maybe a little bit. Sure. I thought the feline agility was the bonus action. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah. The blazing bowstring. Yeah, that, that is a bonus action to, to switch at. Okay, I like it. Uh, Liam, you're up next. Well, 
12 does not hit. Oh no. That one finally hits. That was harsh. Okay. You strike out with your um with a kick, uh twit because you're in a weird twist, missing both those first two wraiths, but your kick does land and it does strike true. Yeah, and none of them get reactions because fuck you. Yeah, um, next off we come to Vulcan. What does he want to do? Ball of Flames appears in Vulcan's hand. Um, he's going to maintain his concentration on the spike growth because it seems to be holding that guy right where it is. So instead, he produces the flame and throws it in one quick motion at this guy right in the middle that you guys have all been hit, been uh, focusing. Uh, this guy over here, or yeah, he'll he'll do it. This guy over here. See if he can take that guy out. Oh, that's right. Okay. Now he's going to have to move either way. Still not enough. Yeah, he'll, he'll aim at that guy right there then. And that's a 25, which definitely hits. For 19 points of damage. Which is more than enough to take out the guy that uh, Liam and unfortunately you weren't able to take out. But he is now dead. Keep that guy right where he is. That's it for his turn. Next up we're coming to the, the um, Wraith Commander.
First thing he's going to do is he's going to use his Martial Flurry Fury ability. Um, what this does is he's using his bonus action to make a weapon attack, which if it hits, it's going to deal an ex extra uh, 2d8 necrotic damage. And then he, they have advantage until the start of his next turn. So that's going to be the first thing he does. And uh, since Vulcan is the one who walked forward, he's the one who's getting the attack. And that's a 24, which does hit. Ooh, nice damage. So 21 total points of damage onto Vulcan. Who takes that hit and just ah! Ugh. Whew, that one hurt. But that was his bonus action. He has two more attacks. Um, his or his regular attack, which is two more, and he's taking two more shots with the longbow at Vulcan. That's a 12 and a 21. The 21 does hit, doing another seven points of piercing damage as another arrow goes thunk into the giant form of uh, Vulcan. Okay. That's it for the commander. Next we have a bunch of wraiths. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, since it's the commander's turn at the end of his turn, that's when those three get to attack. The first one is right there in front of Apollyon, and he's taking his swing with a sword. And that's a 21, Apollyon. A 21 does not hit. Jesus Christ. Next one's coming around and is swinging at you again. Damn, that's another 21. Yeah, they, yeah, you definitely are. Um, those were the two that were remaining from the commander. Next up, we just have the two regular ones. This one did see you move up, uh, Eloise, and... <laughs> cast your spell and he has a clear line of sight towards you he's flying up towards you and he's taking a swing at you and that's a 17 to hit Ooh wee second one flies up overhead um, moving about half his distance and is taking a arrow shot at you, uh, Liam. And that's a 21 to hit. It's five points of piercing damage, so uh, go ahead and roll. Yeah. Do it. 
Yeah, unfortunately, a 13 is going to miss. You catch it in a quick motion spin and throw, but unfortunately, the arrow goes wide over the thing's head. Apollyon, it's your turn. I think that's a great idea. Yes, you. No, you. You've got that. I don't think. Er. Yeah. We. Yeah. You didn't use it. So go ahead. Yeah. It really is just the next person. Yes. Twenty-two definitely hits. Fourteen points of damage. Nice. You stab, you stab into it with uh, your trident, and that electrical burst of energy comes exploding out as you pull the trident back. The thing is still sta uh, floating, but it looks hurt. Oh yeah, it definitely hits. Which is more than enough to take this out. You skewer the um, wraith in the neck with your trident, and as you pull out, you hear just this gurgle of its death throw before it begins to just dissipate down into the ground and disappear entirely. Absolutely. And you, you square off in front of it, your chest puffed out in that odd, aberrant, ugly, disgusting look. And this thing does definitely look a little intimidated by you. Yeah, I like it. Gladiator style. Okay. Eloise, you're up next. Fifteen does not hit, unfortunately. <coughs> okay. So your, your claws had gone long and you swiped at this uh, misty creature, but it just dodges back out of the way. 
You turn and you cast your healing word towards Vulcan, and you do feel the healing energy hit him, healing him for six points. He does smile, he say, and he winks and says, Thank you, Dragonfly. I'm okay, though. Don't worry about me. That's it. Okay. Veil. Okay. Yeah, um... Everyone seems to have things well in hand, so he's just going to toll the dead again. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. It is, it is necrotic. That's his only cantrip, oddly enough. That's his only uh, fighting cantrip. Um, you know what? He's just going to have to suck it up. And I'm going to go ahead and cast... Uh, yeah, like, honestly, we have a lot of other spells here. You know what? I got a better idea. He's going to take out the Wanda Magic Missiles. He's going to use two charges um, to cast it at second level. That's what he's going to do. So 13 points of damage. He's uh, splitting this up into two. Two of the, the missiles come flying at this guy, doing, which was the first two, doing eight points of damage, which is enough to take out the commander that was in the, the, radio, the um, spike growth. The last two come flying around, and it's going to hit... Uh, Actually, it would probably hit the one in front of Eloise. Is uh, Apollyon's fine. Eloise needs needs that help. So five more points of damage to the one directly in front of Eloise. And he's just going to wait, do his normal thing of ducking down behind something. He'll duck down here behind this this uh, sandbag uh, barrier. Just giving himself as much cover as he can. Um, Jareth is going to fly down in to this one in front of you, Apollyon, and give the next person advantage on it. And then go flying back up. Okay. So we're at the top of the order once again. And Blood from a Stone, you're up. Okay, go for it. And you do have advantage. Yeah, you miss entirely. You go whiff right past it. Yay! 
Yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. You, you, you're up on top of the building, looking around, scanning down. The, the road um, seems to go towards the east. Um, there's a bit of an alleyway here next to you, what you're seeing right here. That's just an alleyway that goes back behind the building. Um, the road ahead, you catch sight of a little bit of a blue flash for a second. Probably a good uh, 200... 250 feet ahead um, going, um, heading down that road. But yeah, you're, you're away from, it, it didn't seem like it was coming towards you, you just saw it for a second before it moved down an alleyway but there are definitely more of these things out there. Okay. Liam, what you doing? come running up, jump, and throw your head, and the thing just sails backwards. Uh, missing, you miss completely. That's definitely gonna hit. Very nice. Wow. You slash once, twice with that long sword, cutting this thing to ribbons. It's barely managing to maintain its form at this point, but it is still hanging on. Not immune. That's a 12. Okay. And he is frozen in place. And cannot move. Okay. That's it for you. Now it's Vulcan's turn. And now that uh, there's nothing alive in that radius, he's going to go ahead and release that spell. Pretty sure you can't move it or anything. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Tell me about it. Yeah, um, he's just gonna go ahead and produce flame, and seeing that uh, you had just stunned the um, floaty wraith in front of you, he's going to lob that flame at the one you 
did, so he has advantage on that. Yeah, he's gonna move. He runs up around this table here, that flame just forming in his hand, a bright blue flame, and he lobs it, throws it directly towards the one in front of you. He does have advantage on this, since the thing is stunned. And that's a 22, which definitely hits. And the thing explodes with fire. It only had three hit points left. So it just explodes in this bright uh, burst of fire. And the thing falls to the ground, dissipated and dead. And he just kind of gives you a wink. Okay, that's dead. Um... Last, yeah, that's going to be the... Although it's dead, the Wraith still gets to move on in its turn. So he's taking a swing at you, Apollyon, with the longsword. That's a 15, which misses. Next up, we have the last one, which is there next to Eloise. He's going to swing at her. And that's an 11, which also misses. I can't roll for shit today. Polly, and it's your turn. What you gonna do? Yeah, why not? I'll allow it. Do it. Yes, you do have advantage. Fifteen points of damage, you sl you pierce the um, you pierce into it with that uh, trident and pull out, and a little bit of that misty form still manages to remain. It is still alive. Def definitely hits. Okay, definitely enough to finish this off. You stab once again with your um, with your trident of fish command, and it just rakes through the um, misty form, killing it. And it drops to the ground and dissolves into nothing. Okay, Eloise, think you can finish this off? What's that? Oh. Okay.
Yeah, and it rolled a seven, so. Okay. Okay, Eloise, I'd like you to tell me how this looks. And just this massive wave of icy breath slams into this creature. It free begins to frost over, mist somehow freezing in place, and it just breaks and shatters and falls down to the ground, dissolving into nothing. Absolutely. And you kick a shard, and it goes flying through the air over, over the tavern that Liam had been hiding in previously. And with that... All of the creatures are now dead. You all kind of look around, assessing the, the area. Well, I. Well, you can. Next week, when we pick things up, because it is ten o'clock. But uh, thank you, everybody, for watching this evening. Um, we absolutely appreciate everybody tuning in. But that's where we're going to end things for tonight's episode. So thank you very much. We. Sincerely, sincerely appreciate everybody joining us in our adventures. And we'll see you next Monday. Good night. <coughs>